1: Jig Show, Gordon Monson, Jig Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We're going to talk a little NBA basketball with Chris Sheridan coming up here momentarily. You've known
2: Chris for a long time, haven't you, Gordon? I remember crossing paths with Chris back in the 90s, and he was uh, all over the NBA as he's been for, for years and years now. I don't mean to call him old. Yeah, way, he's, to, he's way a, to insult our guest yeah, while he's, he's on hold. A veteran,
1: veteran. No. Uh, well, let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah is in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at SmartRain.net. Uh, he is a senior NBA columnist for BasketballNews.com. He's Chris Sheridan with us here on The Big Show. Hi, Chris. How are you?
3: I'm doing good, Jake. And if Gordon says anything about my age, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back like with a nuclear war.
2: <laughs> Chris, I know very few people who know more about the NBA than you do. How many years has it been? Twenty
3: nine and counting, my friend. Yes.
2: Yeah. I always tell the story when Chris comes on during the playoffs in one of the years in the '90s. Uh, I remember seeing Chris at an airport, and I think you had. You know those you know those carts you push bags with? Uh-huh, you know? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. Chris had like five bags stacked up and I'm looking at him like, Wow, it's he said, I haven't been home in five weeks or something like that. <laughs> Maybe it was longer than that, but uh, Yeah,
3: I carried I carried golf clubs, I carried basketball so that I could play <laughs> ball on the road. I was a lot younger then, but you know, <laughs> I played that. I played that golf course that you guys have out at the airport. That's that Lynx course. That's one of the great courses in America. Yeah, and um, I, I love Salt Lake City, man. I, you know, the thing about basketball writers is, is we have a lot of time between games, and a lot of people don't realize that. But I, I made the most of my time, and I made the trick out the trip out to Wendover every now and then. And I actually ran into Carl Malone out there. He used to go to West Wendover, so he wasn't right over the border, but. One of my favorite cities, Just um, uh, a wonderful set of people. It's a lot to do tonight at, at, at night, and a very eclectic bunch of, uh, of people. Um, people in New York, you tell them Salt Lake City, and they think it's Provo. No, Provo's different. <laughs> Salt Lake City is very actually uh, actually cool, and, and it draws you know, a bunch of different kind of people, eclectic people from all over, and, uh, and people are more welcoming um, in Salt Lake City than I think most of the country would believe. And, and that's just a product, guys, of people not having been to Salt Lake City um, all that much.
2: Chris, what do you think is the optimum schedule for an NBA Finals? Do you like the every other day? We've heard that from a number of people that think every other day is the best. Uh, what do you think? Uh, does it bother you when the games are spread out a little more than
3: that? Yeah, it absolutely bothers me. We're only getting two this week. Um you know, in the Olympics, they used to play every day. Now, they have switched that this year, and they're only playing six games over 17 days. But um, basketball players are are paid to play basketball. And back in the day, teams would play three games in three nights, and they would travel in between these games. They weren't all three home games. So what they would do is they they would play a game in, say, New York at Madison Square Garden. And then they would would go to LaGuardia and get the first uh, plane out to Chicago. Um, and then they would play in Chicago that night, and then the next morning they would get the next plane to Minneapolis, and they'd play in Minneapolis, and they'd play three games in three nights, and it was no big deal. Uh, here's a stat that your, your listeners may not have heard. Wilt Chamberlain holds the record for most minutes per game in a season, and that number was 48.6. Now, since an NBA game is only 48 minutes long, what was going on there? And the answer to that question is, He played every minute of every game, including overtime, and the only exception was there was about six minutes left in a a regular season game, and he picked up two technicals. So other than that six minutes, he played every minute of every game, and they were playing back-to-back-to-back. So the the older guys who listen uh, and, and pay attention to the NBA, they laugh at what's going on because these players just don't need that rest. They're coddled, and, you know, the NBA spreads things out so that they can have more off-day coverage and, and try to optimize the size of their fans that are going to be watching on any given night. But I think they've pushed it over the edge. They should play every other night, um, keep, the, <clears throat> keep the interest strong so that people aren't wondering, hey, wait a minute, when the hell is the next game? Because um, we only had two this week, and we should be done by now. And the guys who are playing in the NBA Finals who are supposed to be in Tokyo, they should be on a plane already.
1: What have you thought about uh, this year's finals, Chris?
3: Well, you know, it, when it was 2 nothing, it, it sure looked like um, Giannis wasn't ready to, to make this step. And, uh, and, and certainly, uh, DeAndre Ayton has been a beast. And Chris Paul has, has been a little bit hot and cold. I think it's true that his, uh, his right wrist is hurting him. But he still controls the game very well. Uh, but Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton are the guys who are going to win or lose this series for... Uh, for Phoenix and as far as Milwaukee goes when they get a game out of their big three like they got in game five where Giannis was terrific Drew Holiday was terrific and Chris Middleton was, was terrific they cannot be beat you throw in a guy like Pat Connaughton who is very timely with his shooting off the bench he's the leading three-point shooter in the series um, Milwaukee has a better game when everybody is playing well trick is Giannis doesn't always play well on the road and um and you never know who who may step up for for Phoenix. Jay Crowder is a very uh, obvious candidate. Miles Bridges is another uh, obvious candidate. But those guys just haven't been having a great series. Now that's not to say that they they don't have they're not capable of doing it. Um, Crowder is playing in the playoffs every year. He's got you know, uh, he spent a lot of time uh, in Miami with uh, with Pat Riley. So I, I look. I like this game to go down to the final two minutes. Uh, I know the line is five, and that can go either way. But what I look for is competitive ballgames. And if this thing is tight in the final five minutes, we're all on the edge of our seats, and then we'll see what happens. And if the Bucks win, congratulations to the Bucks. And if the Suns win, hey, we got a game seven, man. And what's better in sports, uh, Gordon and Jake, than a game seven?
2: So, Chris, I want to give credit to Jake because he's the one that really underscored this about how Drew Holiday, a two-way player who is having an effect at both ends of the floor, and, Jake, I hope I'm representing this properly, yeah. but you said that you hope this sets a trend that uh, that great players should play uh, both ways, you know? And, and I really like that concept, Chris. It seems like some guys say, well, I just get paid to play offense, well, Drew Holiday is showing us the effect of a two-way player.
3: Yeah, good point, Gordon. I had uh, Ron Artest, also known as Metta World Peace, on, on my podcast uh, on Friday, and I asked him that very question. Why is it so hard to find guys to get it done at both ends of the court? Drew Holiday does. Jonathan um, Fentick-Cumbo does. Uh, but, you know, Patrick Beverly does to a certain degree. Uh, Rod Artest always did. He was Defensive Player of the Year, and he was scoring 24 points a game. And what he said is, over the summer, when you're working on your game, you tend to work on offense. Very few guys go out there and work on their defense. And uh, But it can be done. You, you get a very good one-on-one player in the gym and say to Drew Holiday, guard this guy. For the next hour, I want you to guard this guy. And every time he hits a bucket, you got to run a lap. Um, and – so it, that comes from, from motivational coaching, and it comes from within the player. Does the player want to be a one-way player? Does the player want to be a two-way player? And there's probably only a handful of guys, eight, nine, ten guys, that you would say are fantastic two-way players. Kawhi Leonard is a, is, is another one of them. But you got to have those guys. Um, if you don't have a guy like Drew Holiday, if you don't have a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo, you're not going to be able to lock up the, the offensive player on the opposing team that you are going to need to lock up in a best-of-seven series. And remember, in the NBA, it's not so much who can lock up guys during the regular season. It comes down to a matchup. Who's playing who, which guy has to be locked up, and do we have a guy who can lock him up? And what you're seeing with the Bucks in this series is Drew Holiday's done a pretty nice job defensively on Chris Paul. He's been a little bit hot and cold on offense, but they've had to put P.J. Tucker on, on Devin Booker, and P.J. is a little too big and a little too slow for Devin, so he's, he's creeping free and he's getting a lot of open shots, and that's why you're seeing him t- score a ton of points. So I, I think you're going to continue to see Devin Booker do that. Chris Paul, because of his risk, you could get good, you could get bad. The, the guy I think who really, really has to step up tonight for Phoenix is a guy the Bucks cannot stop, and that's DeAndre Ayton. And this is a smart guy. Um, if he can stay out of foul trouble and dominate the glass and get a lot of putbacks, um, second chance points are are one of the things that coaches harp on all the time. Instead of a lost possession, it's now a possession where you gain two points. So a lost possession can turn into a three at the other end. Now that's a five point possession, but a good offensive rebounder who puts it back uh, all of a sudden you've gone from losing five points to tying the game or, or catching up with two points. So, These little things make a lot of difference. And, and, you know, Aiden's a beast. And one of the things Ron, like said, is this is a wise soul. Uh, He's no dummy. So, um, and he's young. He was the number one pick in the draft. So, I think the key player for Phoenix tonight is going to be Aiden. Um, Probably he'll split that role with with Devin Booker. But then they also got to have a third guy. Now, whether it's going to be Chris Paul, whether it's going to be Jay Crowder, whether it's going to be Mikael Bridges, it has to be one of them, uh, because they cannot win this series if they're not getting supreme production from three guys, just like the Bucks did in the last game with Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday.
1: And the key uh, player for Milwaukee, Chris, might be Scott Foster. <laughs>
3: <laughs> nice. You, you know the stat. <laughs> Hit us. Here's, here's the stat. In, in games that Chris Paul has played in, or Chris Paul's teams have played in, his team is 1-12 and 12 when Scott bought the referees. And the one win was when Chris Paul was in COVID protocol against the Lakers. So actually, when Foster and Paul are on the court at the same time, he's 0-12. But, you know, nothing lasts forever. And, um, look, you got to wait and see what happens. But um, that's certainly something that the Phoenix crowd is making a big deal out of. The NBA is acutely, acutely aware of it. And, uh, and, and look, Scott Foster's not a bad rep, and sometimes the numbers just, just don't work against you. But um, if this thing comes down to a tight call in the final minutes and Scott Foster makes that call against the Suns, you're not going to hear the end of this.
2: <laughs> Chris, I'm interested in getting your opinion on what you thought of the Jazz's season. Obviously, the regular season was really good, and... Uh, they 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 made it to that second round, but then they ran into the Clippers, and uh, the Jazz had some injury deals. The Clippers, obviously, Kawhi got injured. But uh, uh, what's your thought on the Jazz? Do you think they need to get more athletic uh, at the defensive end, uh, those wings and perimeter guys?
3: Not not really necessarily. They you know they were the class of the of the West for pretty much the entire season, and they shoot the three ball as well as anybody. Um, they, they they got into a matchup situation where uh, the Clippers were able to get them to get Rudy to go bear off the court. And that's a coaching thing. Ty, Ty Lue, you know, came up with something, and Quinn Snyder didn't make the right adjustment. Um, you know, there, there's ways to counter that by going even bigger, um, and Quinn chose not to do that. But, at the, you know, at a certain point, if the if the Clippers have all speed guys out there and, uh, and the Jazz can't keep up with them and they're, and they're penetrating and getting layups, um you know, he's, uh, uh, Quinn is in a tough spot. But, uh, you know, you add a piece here and there, of course what's going to happen with Conley is, a, is, is really a significant factor. But between Donovan Mitchell and, and, and Joe Ingles and, and Rudy Gobert, this is not a team that you're going to blow up. And uh, if Conley does go, then um, Jordan Clarkson is certainly a, a very capable replacement at the uh, as the starting point guard. So how do you fill in the pieces around that? Where do you get another shooter? Where do you maybe get another backup big that's better than favors? And and you tinker. Um, that team was first in the West all year, and with the way they shoot three-point shots, look, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And just because you didn't win the championship doesn't put you in exclusive company. 2019s are not going to win the championship. Okay, that's the that's the big thing about the NBA. You got 30 teams, one succeeds and 29 fail. And so, the, of the 29 that fail, who panics and who says, "Hey, man, wait, wait, wait a minute, we got this. Uh, we just got to find a better player um, who can, you know, who can provide some of some of what we weren't, uh, some of what we were lacking last year." Here's a player to keep an eye on: Bruce Brown from the Brooklyn Nets. He's going to be a restricted free agent. And when Brooklyn played Milwaukee, Steve Nash all of a sudden shortened his rotation down to five guys. And one of them was Bruce Brown. And Bruce played for the Pistons before playing for Brooklyn. But he can guard guys. He plays at both ends of the, of the court. It's like we were, start, we were talking about at the uh, early part of this interview. Those kind of guys are hard to find, but Bruce Brown is one of them. And the net stolen from, from Detroit, and he's young. I believe he's 24. So as long as they're able to keep him as a restricted free agent, I I, I think the Nets will be all that much better. But if uh, if a team like Utah has their eye on him and says, "Hey man, we got to go get this guy because he locks dudes up," and we don't have a lockup guy, then maybe a guy like Bruce Brown is the missing piece. There's there's a lot of good players um, at the end of benches, and you're going to see some of them in the Olympics um, in in the in the weeks ahead. Where, where guys can come in and, and play defense and lock dudes down, and nobody knows about them because they play overseas and they play in EuroLeague and they play in China, but every NBA team is going to be watching this tournament and they're going to be like, hey, wait a minute, we should we should take a closer look at that guy. Look what he's doing in these games. The top scorer on the opposing team is not scoring because this guy is in his jock. And then again, is that defense, the type of defense that's allowed in FIBA and in international tournaments, is not the same type of defense that's allowed in the NBA. In the NBA, you could have a guy fake a three-point shot and, and land sideways, and he's going to get the three shots. In FIBA, if a guy does that and lands sideways, the refs are going to laugh at him and give a fast-fake layup the other way. So, so keep an eye on the difference between FIBA basketball and the Olympics and what we've all gotten used to seeing uh, over the course of the past couple of years in the NBA. <clears throat> There's not going to be a lot of free throws. There's going to be a lot of physicality. Basketball at the Olympics will look more like Greco-Roman wrestling. <laughs> so, um, it, again, it's, a, it's, it's the same game, but it's a different the same sport, but it's a different game. It's sort of apples and oranges. FIBA basketball and NBA basketball are not the same, and it's a lot rougher. And as a result of that, you're going to see really good defenders um, who are locking dudes up. You just got to keep an eye out for them real closely.
1: He's a senior NBA columnist for Basketball News. He's Chris Sheridan with us here on The Big Show. Chris, thank you so much for a few minutes. It's always a pleasure.
3: Uh, Jake and Scott, uh, no problem. You guys owe me a round of golf in Windover.
1: Hey, sign me up, Chris. I'm in. All right, All right, buddy.
3: buddy. Uh, enjoy your afternoon, and uh, hello to all the people I, I've known and come to like uh, out in uh, Salt Lake City. It's really a wonderful, wonderful city.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Chris Sheridan. Uh, Long-time NBA writer. Long, long time, as you uh, alluded to, Gordon. Uh, a lot of groundbreaking work at ESPN. Kind of, uh, Anyway. He worked uh, for the
2: AP for a long time. Yeah,
1: he, he's great. Now he's on basketballnews.com. Uh, make sure you check out his work there. Joining us now in the studio from any our services, he's our buddy Mike, helping people uh,
4: keep people cool. I try. Yeah, you succeed. Well, our technicians probably do more, but, you know, I do what I can. Yeah, well, you can take the credit. It's all right. i take it back. I'd do it all. Yeah, indeed. (laughs) Uh,
1: let's, (laughs) Let's talk about staying cool. Yeah. And if there's a way to tell if our air conditioners are are cooling the way that it should be.
4: Yeah, you know, when our technicians go out and there's a system that's having a tr- uh, a problem, there's there's something that they will do as kind of a baseline to see how if the system's working the way that it should and what they'll do is they'll measure the difference in the temperature going out to the house versus the temperature coming back and that's something technically that they call like a, a temperature split or delta T. And so it's something that you can do yourself if you've got like a probe style digital thermometer like the same Thermometer that you might use like cooking a steak. And so if you first you want to start with the basics. Go around the house. We've talked about making sure the vents are open, your filter is clean, and turn your thermostat down far enough that your air conditioner comes on and let it run for about 15-20 minutes. What you're trying to do is let that air circulate, let the refrigerant be going, and then what you're gonna do is you're gonna take that thermometer and go to where one of the vents are coming into the room and stick that probe into the vent and write down what the measurement of that temperature is. And then go to wherever you have uh, a return air, take the thermometer and stick it right there in front of it and write down what that temperature is. Subtract them, and the magic number that you're looking for is you should see a difference of about 18 to 22 degrees. If you find that temperature split of about 18 to 22 degrees, then your system is probably uh, functioning the way that it should. If it's outside of that range, you definitely want to call somebody and have them come and take a look and see what's going on.
1: Now, is there anything we can do ourselves? like Gordon, I know you like to uh, to whack the unit with something right no something, I no. You know although
2: yeah As that's, it worked pro- before. that's the, that's the uh, limits of my knowledge on it but I've heard you say before Mike that uh, that those vents should be open if somebody is sitting in a chair in their favorite TV den, and that air is blowing right on him and he reaches down and shuts that <laughs> vent That's probably not the best way to go right? Well
4: actually uh, if you if you have all of the vents open around the house and you feel like you need to close some off because one's blowing right on you, don't go more than like, Twenty percent of the vents in that in the room. So, like closing off one, like it's going to have an effect, but it's not going to have such a negative effect. Uh, effect that you're bad. Where you start running into problems is like uh, people that have uh, multiple rooms that they don't use, and they start closing vents and shutting doors, and it really becomes a problem when the. Uh, if the return air, if each individual room doesn't have its own return air, which is the way they used to build the houses, right. if you're not getting enough air circulating through the house, then like that's where you'll start running into issues. But the one vent next to your friend's chair, is, you know, asking for a friend. Is that what you were doing?
2: Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just picked up a blanket. That's what I did. I thought, so- I thought it's, it's 105 degrees outside, and I'm sitting inside with a you're blanket cold. on. I thought the, the sons-in-law commandeered your spot. Oh this is well the
1: <laughs> this is where, where you've been forced to go? Yes. You're you're freezing to death? Well, yeah, uh kinda,
2: wow. Yeah.
4: Exiled to wow. the cold Nether yeah. regions and of the house. Jake
2: finds this unacceptable. Well, you know, if you've got a spot, it's your spot. And
4: it's your house? And it's your for house. For sure. Yeah. Like, if, if my kids, like, bring spouses over and they try and take my chair, for sure there's a conversation yeah. going to be happening, and I don't care who they are. Yeah. Like, that's my chair, Thank homie. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Get I up out of here. So I'm
2: either good. so weak or, or so merciful.
4: Or maybe you're just generous, and, yeah. or maybe it's in your personality to not cause conflict. You're a peacemaker at heart. <laughs> well, I, I'm
1: not going to agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> All right, the deal today, tonight
4: is great, Mike. For, yep. for Zone listeners, you take great care of them. If they get on the books tonight, uh, it's a good one. Yep. Normally, we charge $99 to come out and perform what we call a tune-up, which is just what we call the manufacturer's recommended maintenance and inspection items. We go through the system, top to bottom, we check refrigerant, we check the components, uh, we perform the manufacturer's recommended maintenance and inspection items. Like I said, normally 99 bucks. but Zone listeners, if you call tonight, you're going to be able to lock in a $70 savings. Now, you can schedule this for whenever convenient for you, but if you want to lock in that savings and get it done for $29, and by the way, that $29 includes our no-breakdown guarantee, you've got to call before the end of the show tonight. Wow. All right.
1: 801-443-7400. That's the number. Call right now. Save 70 bucks on that uh, air conditioner tune-up and add in that no-breakdown guarantee, a $99 value, only $29. But you got to get on the books before 7. 801-443-7400. 801-443-7400. You can also go online, anyhourservices.com. Uh, but you got to do it tonight. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: Well this is DJ and PK
1: Joe Ingalls join us. Australia has finished fourth four times, the best country that's never medaled. With this storyline and with you being so invested in the national team going to your fourth Olympics, I'm thinking you're way more locked in on this than most
0: jazz fans realize.
3: Yeah, I really am. I've put too much time and effort into this to not give myself and my team and my country and my family and my kids a chance to bring this medal home. And we've built this thing to what it is now, and we've put so much time and effort into this and been so invested. That's why we've played every offseason for 12 years now. And we believe in our team and what we can do when we get to Tokyo.
0: Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about our friends at Zero Res. When I get the carpets clean, it's never just clean. It's Zero Res clean, and I won't have it any other way. Just $33 per room clean, plus the fourth one is free. You deserve the best. You deserve Zero Res. Schedule with Zero Res today. Little uh, foreigner, little Lou Graham. I love it. So, Gordon, uh, one of the longtime... I guess unconfirmed policies has been deconfirmed today. Deconfirmed. I don't know if <laughs> that's that a, a word? word. I have no idea. Okay, uh, unconfirmed probably. What's going on? All right. Uh, BYU uh, has made a hire. The new head women's cross country coach. Uh, her name is, and I apologize because I'm probably mispronouncing this, but I've never heard it pronounced, so I'm, I'm shooting from the hip here, but uh, Digit Taylor is the new women's uh, cross-country head coach, uh, Gordon, but she is not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The policy that apparently is not a policy uh, was that you uh, to be a head coach? You had to be a, a practicing member
2: of the faith, right? That has been the well. That's been what's happened in most sports. I don't know if it's in in some of the uh, quote unquote Olympic sports whether that's always been the case, but it's uh, it's been that way for as long as I can remember in football and basketball. I I think it has been in the Olympic sports too, or this would not be a story. Okay. So I never really fully understood that. And I mean, I understand it. I just don't agree with it. Um, you know. and I, I get why that may have been the case uh, for in that you know they they want these kids to come in, and if they have um, more spiritual kinds of concerns, then they want the coach to be able to have some influence there. And obviously, that's a big emphasis at the school, and so uh, that—that's I understand that that's that's the reason for it. But you know, these are football coaches, basketball coaches, uh, tennis coaches, uh, track and field coaches. I mean, you you can have that support in place without it being the head uh, guy or gal. So here's the. Um to your
1: point, uh, Gordon, about uh, has happened before, I guess. This is BYU's, uh, um, I guess, uh, uh, comment on today's announcement. Taylor is not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which sponsors BYU. While in the past, head coaches throughout BYU athletics have often been members of the church, it has been a practice but not a policy.
2: Okay. Well, it's been such a practice that it might as well have been policy. Yeah.
1: You know. um, I, I'm i with you. I mean, you, you know, the whole point, I, I suppose, in, you know, university, you, you need people who can connect with and teach and help younger adults grow into, you know, the, the best adults that they can become. You know, if it, if you can do that and, and um, you know, BYU has a way that they uh, do things and teach things and if you can fit into those parameters and, and help those young people, I mean, I don't. I'm with you. I don't see any reason why you would let that hold back, uh,
2: you know, a a possible uh, impactful coach and leader. And I would say this, Jake, and I bet you would agree with me on it, me knowing you the way I do, but is the best man or woman for the job always LDS? The answer to that question is no. And the other part of it is sometimes – it's good to have diversity, so that you can bring a certain perspective to these student athletes that they can learn from uh, from from a, this, a different place. Uh, I mean, what's so revolutionary about that? Yeah. Doesn't that seem? But the, like, the, like, if you it's a private school, they can do whatever they want. But it seems to me like I have learned so many lessons from people who have a different religious perspective than I do, you know? And they're great, great people, and they they, they know their stuff. I can say this about you. I've learned things from you, Jake, and it doesn't—it's good. The mix is good. It's a positive influence. It gives you understanding that you would not have otherwise. It gives you perspectives that you may not— have had otherwise, and it helps you learn and grow. And so I think this, this is a good move by BYU, and I hope it continues. And if there's ever a great football coach out there who's available, who really wants to come and, play, and, and coach at BYU, and, and Kalani doesn't want to do it anymore or whatever, I, I hope that they would open up to that sort of thing. And if a player comes to a coach, and because obviously the coach holds great sway in a program, if a player ever comes to a coach and says, "Man, coach, should I go on a mission?" You know, we'll have other people there who can who can have some influence. a lot of players go to their position coach over their head coach anyway. So if you have somebody who is a great football mind, a great basketball mind, a great mind of any sport, and, and they have other, other advisors within the program that can help people with some of these other questions that might come up, why not? And like I said, are, do you have to be LDS – do you have to be a member of the faith, an official member of the faith, to be the best at what you do? The obvious answer to that is no. I Well, I totally
1: agree with you. But, uh, you know, the interesting thing would be, you know, where BYU would draw that line. And you bring up uh, football, right? You know, what if they hired a, a coach who was basically guaranteed— to win a zillion football games for him but he has a you know expensive bath salts habit and he has three <laughs> live-in girlfriends you know and uh, 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 plays fast, fast and loose with uh, the See you down
2: at the uh, gentleman's club
1: with all sorts of rules you know like where where would that where would that well, line I assume be? that— cuz you still have to function in that unique environment right. and i'm making a joke but and, that's my ultimate and point and i would
2: assume that they would agree to the same quote unquote honor code that everybody else who goes there agrees to. Obviously, all the students at BYU aren't members of that particular faith, and so there are people who can fit in uh, with the certain boundaries that BYU likes to set. Right. And right. and but because they have a different view from a religious standpoint, it it just seems like that should be secondary because. You're a football coach, you're a basketball coach, you're a volleyball coach. You know, that's what you do. You're, that's your expertise. If they need advice, let, them, let other people handle those kinds of uh, counseling or whatever's in place. I, there are so many good people who are of all kinds of faiths. I, I, I strongly believe that, in fact, I think it would be a good thing for some of the kids who are at BYU to hear a different voice. For them to be able to gain greater understanding about the way all kinds of people think. Want to remind you the. Too radical? No, no, no. I was going to leave it at that. I thought you said
1: it well. Um, the top sixteen sixty is back on the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at one thirty as Hanson Scotty will announce another member of the top sixty players in the state of Utah as to count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the top sixteen sixty, presented by Cypress Credit Union and icon only here on the Zone Sports Network. Market update coming up next. What's going on at four? Bowler at five. Jeremiah Jensen live from Tokyo at five thirty. Stay tuned. 975 and 1280 the zone
0: the best college football coverage in Utah. 975-1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
1: Oh, hey, guys. Jake here for our great friends at Peach Window and Door. They are locally owned and operated. They are passionate Utah jazz fans, and they are fellow listeners to The Zone Sports Network. Cindy and her group are just fantastic. Uh, They've been Utah's premier window and door retailer since 1993, combining beauty and technology. They're able to do custom jobs. If you can dream it, they can do it at Peach. Peach window and door. Uh, maybe you're interested in one of those indoor-outdoor spaces that are so popular now and you're looking for those window doors. Well, they do them all the time. They can do anything. And they are a turnkey window and door company, which is awesome, meaning no high-pressure sales. They just want to make sure you you get what you need for your, uh, your project. They don't do the subcontractor thing, which means no ghosting. Uh, they're going to sell you your windows or doors. Their crews uh, install them. They back them up with guarantees designed to bring peace of mind to satisfied customers. And they absolutely believe in customer service. It's a big, big deal to them. They're going to make sure when you call them, you talk to a human being and you are listened to. Uh, there's several ways to get the ball rolling. They do uh, in free in-home estimates. They have 0% interest financing available as well. Uh, you can go to Peach, Win- uh, excuse me, peachbuildingproducts.com find out why they have over 255 star reviews on Google. You can go to their beautiful showroom. It's really great. You can see for yourself what they can do. 2940 South, 300 West right there in uh, Salt Lake City. Or simply call them. 801-566- 1255. Schedule that in-home estimate. 801-566-1255. Peach Window and Door.
0: This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Presented by Big O Tires. With the lowest price on every tire, every day. With no credit needed financing options available. Big O Tires. The team you trust.
1: It's a big show. Time for a market update. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Market update brought to you by our friends at TryDayTrading.com. Now, anyone can be a day trader. Visit TryDayTrading.com today. How did the markets do today, Gordon? Got a
2: hyphenated word for you today, Jake. Okay. Bargain hunting. All right. I think that's part of what was going on in the markets today. Are Chip and Joanna Gaines involved? And uh, I, I think there was uh, sort of uh, That's the other show oh. a, a kind of uh, uh, hopefulness that uh, yesterday's concerns may not have been as uh, dramatic <laughs> as, as uh, uh, in reality as they seemed. The markets today were all up. Jake, the Dow was up just shy of five hundred and fifty points. High five. After yesterday's steep decline, the NASDAQ was up uh, 224 points. Great success. And the S&P was up uh, 64.5. He looks happy. Yes. I can die happy. <laughs> People looking for a little bargain hunting and uh, opportunity to, to buy in.
1: got to say that the the... The drops got a little weird today. The Borat uh, there. That last one was weird. Gordon looked happy. (laughs) Well, Gordon, yeah. I mean, the the dividends he gained today can pay for that windshield. I just just love how yesterday
2: was, why come into work tomorrow? We're all going to be fired anyway. That's not what I said. You did. That's not what I said. You did. What I said was that you, who were scoffing, at the poor saps that had lost a bunch of resources in the stock market yesterday. And you said it didn't matter to you because it didn't affect your pocket at all. All I said was it affects perhaps your boss's pockets. And if it affects your boss's pockets, then it may affect your employment status. And then I said, it'll be back up tomorrow. You did say that. You did say I, that. I I am
1: beginning to suspect and maybe maybe this has been a long time noticing this for me but that you seem to enjoy bad news. I don't enjoy bad news. What do you mean Austin, ba- don't you think you seem as to As you're enjoy. saying to me. You think I was You better happier. be careful
0: cuz you might lose your job. I
2: mean No, no. Is that what you're doing? Big you old grin to? ear to ear.
1: Yeah, like oh, like you just like of course it's turning out badly just as I suspected
2: all along. It's like being Eeyore. No, I want everyone to be happy. I want I want the markets to grow. I want opportunity to grow. I want I want Austin's uh, wallet to get fatter. But then you add with
1: don't hold your breath.
2: Oh, no, I just you said know, like that, no the, no I said there are certain consequences that that uh, that uh, are spawned by uh, action. You were miserable and you wanted Austin with you. No, I was you, you yesterday him- no, no, that's not no, Austin was being downright haughty yesterday going, hey, 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 hey. "Doesn't affect me." That's what he was saying. I said, "Wait. It could affect you at some point. How, how dare you not be miserable about <laughs> this is bad news that I warned you about." <laughs> and he did say that he thought it would rebound and he was right. Uh it's not completely, but it was a, a really fine advancement. Today. But not completely. Not completely. Apologies today. accepted. Not complete to what was lost yesterday, but it was a step in the right direction. Coming up next, we'll get to... <laughs>
0: Gained 500 points, man! We'll, t- we'll
2: get to what's going lost on. lost
0: 700 and some
1: yesterday! That's pretty dang close! Stay tuned <laughs> for that. For those of you, you know, not Gordon, looking to save a little money, Mike uh, from Many Hour Services is oh, uh, jumping on with money. us.
2: I hate spending money, (laughs) especially carelessly.
1: In like an Ebenezer Scrooge kind of way. That was funny. Come on, come on. See, people believe you because people believe the
2: charade you guys are putting
1: on. Mike is with us once again, and
2: uh, it's good to be rich. Everybody likes to save money, Mike. Right? I do. Yeah, uh, me too. Well,
1: and that's why it's cool. I think that uh, you do uh, tips when you come on with us. You you know, that's that's something you do out of the kindness of your own heart to help save people money. Yeah, I because do. that's
2: not really selling anything, it's just helping people.
4: Yeah, like I, I actually give that information out as much as I can because I, well, one, it is, I'm trying to, from a long term perspective, if I can, like, Bring value to somebody, or they can get something useful out of what I say without me like saying like, "Oh, well, now you owe me something for it." Like I, you know, that's not what I'm in it for. So yeah, I try and give as much information as possible uh, to try and help people out. But if you like, for instance, if you have like hot and cold spots uh, around your house or uneven temperatures around the house, which in the in the summer you might have one area that's hot, and in the winter that same area might be cold. Some people actually think in the summertime, they think that it's a refrigerant issue, like, oh, my system needs more juice, right? needs more refrigerant to make it work. But a lot of times, those uneven temperatures aren't a refrigerant issue as much as they are an airflow issue. And so uh, something that you can try, if you have uneven temperatures around your house, go to wherever your thermostat is uh, and go to the... The, the fan mode, sometimes there's a, a cool and a heat setting, and then there's sometimes a setting for the fan where it can be auto or it can be on. Change it to on, if it's not already, so that that fan inside the house is running Uh, all the time to try and circulate the air. Now, I'm not saying that you do that indefinitely because that does cost a little bit more money, but this is a troubleshooting technique that you can do because if you run that fan all the time and it actually helps to even out those temperatures a little bit, then you know that it's more of an airflow issue. And if that's the case, they do make more efficient motors. They make an ECM motor that you can replace your indoor fan motor with. And so, what'll happen is the outdoor condensing unit will only come on when the thermostat that drops low enough to say, hey, I need some more refrigerant pumping through the system. But the indoor fan down at the furnace, that will run all the time. So you'll have air coming out of those vents, and it's just circulating more. Again, the whole objective is to get as much of the air in the house across those coils as possible.
2: Is it, uh, is it uh, logical that the rooms that are closer to the source, uh, the furnace, or the air conditioner, would feel
4: the effects of it more when when the distribution is inefficient? Um, yeah, like if you've got a run that's like really – Short, or it's really close to the furnace, the air might be, uh, you know, a little warmer there than if it's got to run all the way across the house across an uninsulated duct. But if the system is running and it's like up to speed and producing the amount of heat or the amount of air that it's supposed to go back to that temperature split that we're trying to figure out, it should do it, should have been designed to to pretty evenly, you know, keep the home comfortable. And so, if it's not there, it You might need to add a return air. You might need to add a supply. You might need to go with this direction of like adding an ECM motor that's like, you know, gonna circulate the air more but I don't know. that. That's something that if you call us out to come out and perform one of these tune-ups for you, make sure you have a really open conversation with the technician, being like, hey, my system, it's cooling, but here are some of my issues. I wish it would do a better job here, or I've got some uneven temperatures. That way, when they're checking the function of the system, they can actually pay a little bit extra attention to those areas and and go and say, like, oh, maybe you could benefit from an extra return air here or something.
2: So, Mike, what is the tune-up deal? Because I've had your guys come out to my house before and i was impressed with what they said i didn't get pressured into any kind of sales job or anything they just told me the status of uh of my uh, heating and cooling. And uh, it was informative.
4: Yeah. And, you know, and the reason that we do that, the reason it's not high pressure is our hope is that, like, you continue to maintain your system. We know, and you should know, eventually, someday, whether it's years down the line or whatever, something's going to break down and you're going to need a service. And our hope is that you want to call us out for that. But if you've been maintaining it and you have a relationship with us, our hope is that we've done a good enough job to earn your business. Normally, we charge $99 to come out and do the annual maintenance that the manufacturer recommend. We we check the refrigerant, we check the airflow, we check the components. Tonight, Zone listeners aren't going to have to pay $99. You'll be able to lock in a $70 savings just by calling in tonight. Now, you can schedule this for whenever, but when we eventually come out for whenever's convenient for you, you're only going to pay $29. And that $29 is going to be the whole comprehensive tune-up plus our no-breakdown guarantee. And so, we try and make it as risk-free as possible. You just need to call tonight in order to get that deal. Because here's the thing, if you forget and you call tomorrow, 9 $29 is is it's worth it to have us come out there and we're happy to help you with that but if you want to get the the deal you need to call tonight. All right. You heard Mike. Call Any Hour Services right now. Save 70
1: bucks on a comprehensive air conditioner. Tune up with their no breakdown guarantee. It's a $99 value for only $29, but you've got to call tonight. 801 443 7400. 801 443 7400. You can go online as well. Anyhourservices.com. Thanks, Mike. Yep. All right. We'll have more straight ahead. What's going on? 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: Now, let's get this party started. Uh, this is Hans Solson and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network.
4: John Morris, play-by-play voice of the Baylor Bears. You mentioned Charlie Brewer. What kind of quarterback is the University of Utah getting? And uh, were Baylor fans surprised that he decided to transfer away?
0: Well, they're getting a great guy, number one. I love Charlie Brewer. Hated to see him go, but I sure understood. I think he just needed a change of scenery, and I'm glad he landed there. It seemed like a really good spot for him. Charlie is going to give uh, Utah fans and everybody that watches them, he's going to give them Everything he has. He plays really hard. He's very smart. Uh I wish him nothing but the best. I wish he was still here with us, but for whatever reasons, you know, he's moved on and I hope he does well for the youth this year. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 975-1280 the zone in the Zone Sports Network.